The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Started. Let's do the corrections. We owe some people apologies from last, last, last um, Tyler Seaton, not Seton, it's Seaton. Apologize Seaton. to you. Apologize to you, Tyler. And Michael, you had chess key. I, I don't think chess key. I, yeah. I had two actually. Uh, what was your chess, chess key? I pronounced wrong. Um, and we are the union is apparently not from Ann Arbor, Michigan. They're from LA. <coughs> oh, I guess th- that's a much different atmosphere. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Happy, now? Are you happy now, Liam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam called us all out. <laughs> Listen, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> we, know. <laughs> we know where that came from. Uh, we have Chris back. He's got internet again. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. So, um,. All right. Well, I guess we're I'm here. excited. Yeah, we're going to get started. This is I got to tell you, when when I got when we started listening to the songs that you guys sent, I was just like, whoa, this is going to be fun because it feels like we started really like opening it up and, and going into different, you know, realms and not just straight up. Not that we were just straight punk, but you know what I mean? It feels like we're really starting to branch out with stuff. And I like that. I like to be able to listen to different things to talk about. Well, so today's going to be a good time. My musical palette's everywhere. It's not just punk. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. So, but, um, all right. So we're doing Bandcamp Friday. This is February for February, 2022. Um, we've changed the rules a little bit. If, um, if we can't find something on the Bandcamp app or page, but we found something that they're selling on their website or through another distributor, as long as the proceeds goes to the artist we're gonna we're gonna promote it. That was the the amendment because of me because I'm an asshole and I was so stuck on this one album that I did not want to let go um, and pick something else. I'm glad you stuck to that. It's a album. great album. So yeah. Um. All right. So that's that's the, that's the change of the rule this month for February. I decided we are all going to pick a love or anti love album slash single. Um, so yep. that the, our second, uh, our second pick will be, will be something from that realm and something I've noticed we've kind of forgotten to do when we do our X factor. We never say why <laughs> let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to saying why that's our X factor. So, sure. But, um, yeah. All right. So let's get started. Um, before we do, Chris, tell us about Bandcamp Fridays. Bandcamp Fridays originated during the Rona. And basically, Bandcamp decided that the first Friday of every month, um, if you purchased from a band or artist's site uh, 
on their band camp. It, the almost hundred proceeds percent of the proceeds went to, to them, uh, just the fight, you know, the fees, the, the filing fees or whatever it's called processing fees is minus that. Um, but that was the case. And so what we started doing was doing this episode where we all got together, uh, to discuss picks, to get people to go out and, and support these artists. Now, I don't think they're still doing it, are they? Did, did they end their Bandcamp Friday thing? I believe they their did. Their first Friday? They did. They're still okay. doing it. They oh, are, are they? Oh. oh, well, cool. Then I'm yeah. glad we're still doing this. <laughs> uh, see so, the, yes, that's yeah. the whole point. They, they put out a message um, last month that nice. said an update on Bandcamp Fridays, and it just basically said, we're yeah, we're still kind of doing this. Awesome. So, that's right. rad. As right. well, I've then, heard, yeah. There we go. Now we know. And, and, and you know what? If listeners didn't know, now you know so yeah we're doing this go make sure the first friday of the month to support a lot of the artists we're about to talk about and your favorite artists as well because uh the most the most amount of the proceeds will be going to them on that first friday so that's how we do it yeah yeah. what about um yeah yeah. anybody got any charities charitable albums anything like that going on this month punk Uh, with a purpose benefiting cholangio carcinoma we know that scotty saints uh true dear to his heart his his uh his a compilation album he's got out on Bandcamp, so people should go check it out it's got some great songs great artists that's punk with a purpose uh punk rock saves lives volume two is still up for pre-order as well as i believe there are still vinyl copies of volume one available from their site or the im records website I unfortunately don't have one <laughs> this time around. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's but... all right. So I'm going to piggyback off of what you last month were you with um, the Zipper Recording Studio GoFundMe. Right. Yeah. They, I think that's still up. The, it is. They also put out a on Bandcamp. There is a Zippa benefit compilation. It is fucking heavy. Like 40. Oh, right. 42 I did see songs, that. 42 I, songs. I did see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I picked it up. That. I I don't yeah. I you know it's I I don't remember. I think it's just make you know name your price on it. So I I I dropped some cash. I said here you go. Um, picked up the album and it's uh it's it's decent. Like you're gonna listen. This isn't gonna be like one genre of music. There's there's everything in here from like roots rock to punk to pop pop rock. Nice. To, there's some country on there. Um, this was just a collection of people who recorded there over the last uh, 40 years or whatever that he's been hope that he had had it before the fire. And, um, these people got together, donated songs. Most of the songs on this were recorded in that studio. So nice. I, I did see that. Um, I, I got to pick that up. That's awesome. Yeah. So I uh, head over to Bandcamp um, search. It's uh Zippa Z I P P a benefit compilation. And the artist name they put it, they put donate and then here, H E A R. So search for, for either two of those things and you will find it on there. We'll make sure we have a uh, a link in the show notes to, uh, I don't know, everybody's show. Maybe they'll put a link to it or something. But um, yeah. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, I think it's because I think it's, it's Z I P P A H. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Z I P P A H. Yeah, did I say, did I miss the H? Did yeah, I, yeah, all right. <clears throat> Z-I-P-P-A-H. But we'll put the link. We'll have the link. Yeah, we'll have the link for sure. So, <laughs> uh, Jeff, what about you? Want to do the benefit for Bueno plug? We always do. Uh, benefit for Bueno. Yeah, it's uh, it's a compilation record um, put out uh, for our our pal Will Good um, from the old Edison, who was um, injured in uh, pretty severely in a car accident last spring and. 
um, so that that compilation is still available on Bandcamp and um, raises money for him for recover his recovery journey and um, associated things. So cool. that's that's been up for for a while as well. I listened um, to that album. What is that? Just so bueno. Much. I think it's just bueno bueno benefit dot bandcamp dot com. I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. The link and well, um, the, the, that's a guy all mostly Boston based artists and people who are friends with him and friend, people who were friends with the old Edison and stuff. And that's a that's a heavy duty comp too. It's got a lot of really great talent on it. So so much. So a lot much. of people. Most of it is. It's all um, people covering old Edison songs in like their own way and doing different types of takes on on all their music so it's 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 pretty cool yeah so, all right well we got through those let's get into uh i guess let's get into our picks for this week. let's do it yeah yeah let's do that take um, the reins trev take uh, the reins guess, all right i'm first so how, we're, we said we're gonna go as the order that we got him right so it's it's yeah. me i do mine and then jeff will do his michael will do his and then chris with your beautiful speech and yeah <laughs> you should go last <laughs> nobody wants to fight. i just wrote beautiful, three words for each that's it just three words beautiful words we should that should be a challenge that should be like a like a uh, a special episode <laughs> challenge where we we make chris not write more than like five words per. <laughs> if we gave him five word limit per trap per album or piece of music yeah, to discuss yeah. he would still probably knock it out of the park with <laughs> right. five fucking words yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. all right are we ready to go then all right let's get let's get going let's do it let's so do my it. my first pick my local pick is carissa johnson blue hour now i went before i listened to this album i i i learned about carissa two roses i believe is her other album that came out in i think 2016 2017 era area and i got it through the get punk record club that was my introduction to her and i'm like wow this is really good and i kind of i kind of followed you know what she had on what she put out there over the years and uh i gotta tell you blue hour blue hour is is to me i don't it's nothing like her other stuff her writing is still there like the writing that she does is still there but this is like this is like synth rock at its finest. I fucking loved it. I, I loved everything about this album. This is why I pushed pushed so hard. For I'm like, can we just change the name? You guys want to? I, I mean, we're gonna change. I I was willing to change the name to this Bandcamp Friday thing because I wanted this album on because it's not on Bandcamp. You have to go through. Apparently her, not. Yeah, you have to go through her website and pre-order the album um to to get this album so but you can hear it you can hear it anywhere uh, i and i hate saying hey listen to it and then go and pick it up because uh it, i mean this this was i don't know man this this shit blew me away um I've, like i said i've always enjoyed her stuff but um this just i don't know uh it, this was really good for like this like a lot of problems i hear with like synth like music that uses a lot of synth it kind of sounds manufactured you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Um, mm. Yeah. So this doesn't though. This doesn't. This just sounds like her. And then they threw like, you know, like they threw this different element into it. She had um, one or two songs with with guests on it singing uh, as well. It was. I, I mean, it, everything about this album just blew me away the moment I heard it. I want to say like I had my list ready, um, right away, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I think this was the last one I had listened to that someone someone um for the best of 
the, the best of episode that the struggling artist did, someone on the Instagram page of it said, Hey, you should check out Carissa Johnson's new album, Blue Hour. And I was like, you know what? I should, cause I haven't heard it yet. And I like her stuff. And then I went back and like replied again. And I was like, this is so good. Thank you for recommending it to me. Um, yeah. And then, and then like the end of that album too, she kind of went back to her, like to the roots of, of what she did. It was a little more like singer songwriter, I don't want to say like just acoustic, but like, uh, you know, it, there was no synth, there was no synth rock involved in that last song. And, uh, um, yeah, I don't know everything about it. The album, I think was the, the songs were put in a really good order. Um, I never really thought about how much that affects me until shit like Spotify just has random and they just take an album and fucking randomize <laughs> it for you. Um, but yeah, no track ordering to me is super important now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it always has been. I just never realized it. But uh, yeah, no, uh, the Krista Johnson Blue Hour, go check it out. You are not going to be disappointed. I'll go. Um, so you're right about it not being like her other stuff. Because after I listened to this, I was like, okay, I got to hear what else there is, and it's completely different. Well, not completely, but it's more acoustic driven. It's more, you know, it's not as synthy. So this is what I wrote when I look uh, when I was listening unexpected and i say unexpected because not that i i don't expect it from you trev because i know you you like synth music and you've got kind of a a soft spot in your heart for that 80s you know dancey sound but again like i said before we started recording i really like that we're branching out into different things because typically we're bringing a lot of punk a lot of heavier stuff you know what i mean so that's why i said unexpected like we're opening yeah, your whatever. pick with this yeah, whatever right i've never i've never sent you a bad song of day <laughs> I didn't say it's unexpected because it was good. I'm just saying I wasn't expecting this. I was get waiting it, for like you get better than us. I was waiting for that guitar to come in, that you know that that uh, street punk to come out. So, um, so I put neon soaked synth dance pop with just enough distorted guitars to nudge this closer to 80s alternative rock. Yet there's elements of 2010s indie electronica throughout. Then, then, as if to prove she's not a one-trick pony on this album, the last song sheds all the electronic synth and we're treated to a solid head-bobbing acoustic number. I was left wanting more. Great pick. And I was, dude. That's like I said. When it was done, I was like, okay, I got to hear her other albums now. Yeah. And it wasn't like this. So you're right. There is this kind of this kind of graduation into like she's she's like let's try this realm and see what happens with the way i write songs and sing but what a voice too she has such a it's not it's not like too high or, or like that whispery that you usually hear with electronic music you know um but it's all it's also wasn't too deep i don't know there was it was just perfect it was just right in there and that might be the engineering too i mean i thought the sound engineering on that that song was great too or yeah. that album's great the I see I didn't listen to her other stuff and now I really want to because I didn't have anything to reference that to but um, so I, I wrote uh, like kind of like rad like gritty punk and roll almost with synth pop and sci-fi trancy vibes that's what yeah. I wrote yeah. Yeah. and then I wrote and then I wrote uh, sh- like shiny toy guns metric silver sun pickups like you said like that 2010 like mm-hmm. indie indie uh, like synthy indie like explosion that happened back then uh it, it definitely reminded me of that a lot but i didn't know that her other stuff like wasn't didn't sound like that but i was just thinking about it now and i couldn't i like i was like wait a minute why does that always why does all it all of a sudden sound familiar and i just like went on her website and i was correct that she did that video after the pandemic like right at the beginning of the pandemic where she's just skateboarding through boston 
and somebody's following her with a drone and it's just like the streets are like all empty like the whole city's like a ghost town wow, they filmed really? it like right like in april after the pandemic happened and it's on our website go after afterwards you should go watch it if you haven't seen it it's a rad video and i couldn't i was i was pretty sure that was her i was like carissa johnson that's like that sounds super familiar. And I was like, was that that video? And I just went and looked it up and it was, which I didn't even remember either. So I guess, right. <laughs> I guess all my like brain blanks are <laughs> happening for this, this episode, but, um, but yeah, no, I thought this was a great pick. I really, I really liked the record. It was, it was really fun so, to listen to. And so you're on um, her voice is incredible. You're I love the sound on it. You're, you're unfamiliar with her stuff then. Her other stuff I was, yeah, except yeah. for that that music video. I, just, I remember seeing that music video because it, it kind of went viral a little bit, like at least locally yeah. um, after after they released it. So it was, yeah. I'm the same as Jeff. I'd never heard her before, and I actually didn't have time to look at uh, the rest of her stuff. But this album was Synthy Pop Punk. Or, crap, Synthy Power Punk. Pop Man, I am fucking up my words today. Um, the thing that surprised me about her, though, uh, besides her voice, her absolutely gorgeous voice, was when I looked on Spotify, you can see, like, the monthly listeners. And there were, like, 550. I don't know what other people are listening to because this sounds better than anything I hear on the radio. And it could fit on any of those stations. So I don't know who programs that shit, but they need to start doing a better job. I they, have, need to, I, they need to start like watching this show. I think we're just going to start our own radio station where we, we each have our own hours and we can spin whatever we want. Yeah, I can do Two that. hour blocks. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Pump up the volume style. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but dude, yeah, seriously, this is a great start. Great pick. I, yeah. I'm definitely picking this vinyl up. I'm pre-ordering it. Yeah, I yeah. very much thought that this should be wildly more popular. than. Yeah. I don't understand how that shit works with Spotify, like with either. with listeners and right. And then how many? I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't quite get it. I don't know what's what to believe and what not to believe. So I don't know. But she also has a rad logo. I love her logo. She has this little like heart with a gas, like the the icon on your car for the gas tank. She's <laughs> like that inside of a heart that's like a little reminiscent of Alkaline Trio, but not really. And it's got like, I don't know, it's cool. Oh, is it? <laughs> nice. I, yeah. <laughs> that's like her logo on all her merch. All right, nice, nice. All right. So my second pick, my second pick is a band called Kid Gulliver. The album is called kismet now again this was like the love or anti-love um you know song or album i i went i went with the whole album because there's definitely like elements of of anti-love and love throughout sprinkled throughout this whole thing um never heard these guys before they're they're boss they're a boston-based band um it was really weird i again we'll, we'll talk about spotify real quick right Spotify does, hey, if you like this, you'll like this, you know? Yeah. Um, this was a suggestion based off of Jesse Ahern, which... I, really? Yeah! Like, two... Really? You want to talk about end, two different ends of the spectrum, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, like, something recommended it based on you listening to Jesse Ahern, or Jesse Ahern recommended it to you? No, no, no. I, From me <laughs> listening to Jesse Ahern on Spotify, okay, gotcha. it okay. recommended this album, and I was like... I think it's shocking both ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Um, yeah. You know, so I, 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 I was like, well, let's see what this is. 
and I put it on, and and again, I heard this before I picked um, Carissa's album. Carissa Johnson's album was that was my last pick for this thing. So so I was like, let's see what this is, you know. And I click on it because I'm always looking to listen to new things. Luckily, my palate is so fucking broad that. This was right up my alley too, you know? So this was, I mean, I don't know what power pop is, but it's this. Like this came on and I'm like, this must be what power pop is, you know, <laughs> like power pop punk or, or whatever. Like it's like like the the tail end of new wave kind of, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. That, that's just what came to my mind. This album is full of, of fucking catchy hooks. Like I found myself singing along to the fucking choruses of these, like all the t- <laughs> after like my first listen, I'm like it was just engraved in my brain, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I mean if I had to, if I had to be like, it kind of sounds like this meets this, I would be like, like B52s like surf rock meets Blondie. Um, that's nice. the, that's the best way I can fucking, if I had to, if I had to like describe it to somebody, you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, the guitar in this is really killer. It's really killer. Um, and it's, uh, uh, um, it's just, I don't know. It was a fun album. It was a fun album. Like I said, the, the hooks were fucking super catchy in this, in this album. I found myself, like I said, singing along to a power pop album, fucking flying down 495 one day. <laughs> you know, I wish it was in the warm out so the windows were open, but people could hear me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a big fan of it. I was. I was a big fan of it. So uh, I think Stupid Little Girl was like their catchiest tune on there. Um, but I, the whole thing, I, I, I really did. I enjoyed the whole thing. I put, again, unexpected because <laughs> I was. I was like, really? This is the second pick, so still not no street punk coming yet, huh? I put indie pop rock, very upbeat and dancey. Opening with a Bee Gees cover feels right for their sound. Um, there's also flavors of ska with some 70s punk mixed with 60s surf spy guitar. Uh, and when I say spy guitar, you know what I mean? Like no, that 60s I don't. Movie what the fuck there. are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I put, I love no, the exactly guitar. <laughs> I love the guitar work on this album. Kismet is a fun record. My standout track was Lila Dreams. I thought that was a cool, That's cool a good tune. song. Yeah, that's a good Heck song. Yeah, like I said, the whole thing was just, woof. You know, it was yeah. like hit after. Like it, like it if, was an experience. If, if this was like a radio band, like if this was, you know, uh, Michael, we were talking about it. Like, if, if it was like, if if radio was like it was in the '80s again, like this, I feel like this whole album would have just been, would have been on the radio. Yeah, everywhere. Jeff. So. Oh, sorry, I was waiting for Mike. Oh, here, well, well we were supposed uh, to, we were supposed to go in. Are we in, supposed to go in an order? I don't. Yeah, I don't it was supposed either. to be clockwise, but I don't know. Chris just loves <laughs> to talk seconds. Yeah, but <laughs> your just... your um. It can look however you want it to. Like I'm, I'm on my screen. I'm down in the bottom left, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm bottom. I'm bottom right in mine. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I thought I thought this was really cool too, and I and I wrote up a whole bunch of similar things like surfy retro rock vibes, shades of ska, like ska punk, old school pop punk stuff. Um, one thing I wrote is the the vocals on this, uh, the the vocals of this band remind me a little bit of something similar to Magnetic Fields um this sort of like uh not quite like not quite falsetto but like purposely sort of elevated like um 
I don't like t- like a little bit tongue in cheek, like way of singing on it that I found. Like, it's almost like it, it sounds a little bit humorous and a little bit like not taking itself too seriously. But also uh, I wrote like dark, sarcastic lyrics, like super fun lyrics, like on that uh, stupid little girl track, which is like about being in love with a, uh, a serial killer in prison, like and being a prison pen pal or whatever. So, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Um, and also I'm going to take Chris, I'm going to take the term spy guitar and put that in my, uh, vault for, for future use too. That's a great what, term. What's, I knew exactly what you meant when you said it. What's spy guitar? Like when you like, watch spy movies in the sixties and it's that down, 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 down. Like think of like the song yeah, secret yeah. agent, man. Yeah. 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 Um, like that gets a main guitar riff on that song. <laughs> Every bond movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I know what you mean about the vocals too. It's almost has this like kitschy thing to it. Like, yeah. like it's trying to be not trying like over trying, but it's like this, like it's trying to be quirky in this, in the way it sings. There's yeah. she, she singing for sure. Have I, I'm having never seen, like, I don't know who, like, I don't know what the makeup of this band is as far as the members or like who is who or anything like that. I've, I've This is the first I've heard of them. So I couldn't even actually tell like, if it's male singers, female singers, if they're harmonizing, like it, I wasn't actually sure. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool. Like it just sounds very, um, it reminded, like I said, it reminded me a little bit of the vocal. If you listen to the magnetic fields, the musical style of the magnetic fields is not really the same, but the vocals, uh, just like the, the vocal tone and like kind of cadence, like reminded me of them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, um, power pop with heavy rock and roll influences. Um, just yeah there was that pop but you could definitely hear like chris mentioned the guitar i think what i wanted to say was that after listening to your first pick and your second pick i started to get a little concerned that we were losing you (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean losing me like where's trev hanging out man i hang out everywhere Uh, actually i don't hang out i I hang out in my living room that's that's it was it these two picks We're we're very fun for me because I tend to get a little like tunnel hearing and I'll start listening to only punk and hardcore or only folk music. So it's nice to break out into stuff I don't normally hear. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, so my last pick. Coming back around, back to yeah, back to, back to the I don't know the right side. I don't even know. Yeah, you brought it back home with yeah, that last. Yeah, I brought pick. it back yeah. home. So uh, Danny Carney Chainsaw Symphony put out. <clears throat> a collection of demos and like unreleased songs called bagels. Um, uh, there's no rhyme or reason to this album. I, from what I gathered, it's just a collection. It's alphabetic. Yeah. It's <laughs> literally alphabetical. It's, it's is, it, is it really? <laughs> yeah. It starts from the number and then a, B, C, D, E all the way down. The, oh. the, the first letters are that's, all alphabetical. Oh. That's why it's so long too. I, cause like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wrote that. I was like, this album is 21 songs. Like that's impressive for an album. That's crazy. But this makes more sense now that it, it was sort of a collection. Yeah. Of things. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of that. Right. I'm a huge fan yeah. of finding a band or in like hearing their demos and their unreleased shit. And, um, I don't think there's enough of that anymore. Maybe there is online, but like, do you remember going to like the music store and oh, yeah. they would have like, it would be like you'd find the import section where yeah. they'd have like demos yeah. and B sides and rarities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that, that was like my home when I would go to a record store, I'd go to those. And I'd just try to find bands that I knew that I loved and, Oh, I never heard this song. So, so him putting this out is awesome. Um, 
He um, it's it's. I think he's got a cassette of it too. Uh, it's an hour flat, sixty minutes flat. Now, if you know Danny Carney's music, he is um like his like he like like Blizzard of eighty two spins at forty five. You know what I mean? So it's not very long because he he's got he. That's just when I talked to him, he he said that like he's like he's like yeah you know two minutes is like long for a song. So I mean this is twenty one songs right? Twenty one songs. Uh, I didn't know there were in alphabetical order. That makes sense to me now. Like, like I knew there was something he did to put these in this order. I should have just asked him. You know what I mean? Um, I read his info too, and he said he went through like 150 tracks. Yeah, to yeah. pick these ones out. He, he said he Dutch ovened himself with his own music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so again, I like I've said a thousand times before, Danny Carney can do no wrong. I was more uh, than happy to get a a collection of demos and unreleased tracks from him. So nice. I put. Uh, I'm already a fan of Danny Carney after Trev <laughs> turned me on to Blizzard of '82. His music is like an eclectic gathering of underground alternative pop, noise punk bands from the '60s, '80s, and '90s, and they're all sitting around a living room taking turns taking the lead throughout each song, and it all works. And because this is a collection of demos and unreleased tracks spanning two decades, we get a whole range of songs that rock and roll, swing and swagger, drive and dance from beginning to end. My favorite of Trev's picks. This was my favorite pick of all three. Well, thank you. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. Where's he from? So he's originally from Lowell. Okay. Um, So he's okay. he, He had a band, Roll the Tanks. And that I, sounds familiar. I think they started out here and then he went to LA, got the band to move out there. Then they got signed to Epitaph. Um, nice. Yeah. And then he, and then I don't, you know, I don't know anything else other than he, then he went on to, to his solo stuff. Um, it's really, I mean, it's just, I don't know. The Blizzard of 82 is, is, was my, was my album of the year last year. So I got to check just that one out. to it last night. Oh, it's it's so such good. a strong album. Yeah. So yeah, this was cool though. I I wrote like laid back indie punk rock and roll vibes. Uh, I wrote like beach boardwalk walking music. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gritty, gritty vintage like lo-fi vibes. Yeah, it like reminded me of like I don't know like hanging out at like the Jersey Shore or something like that <laughs> kind of Springsteeny like Gaslight yeah. Anthemy like his uh his slap back on his vocals is like very very gaslight anthemy bruce springsteen kind of kind of vibes with the the engineering on the record and um but it had more of like a punk grit to it which was cool and um yeah yeah i really liked it too i gotta check out the other one the other ones the funny I thing like you said about real quick the funny thing you just said about like the the boardwalk kind of jersey short thing the last sentence when he like on the band camp where he kind of talks about what this is and everything. It says it will it will likely be the catalyst to your fo- to you falling in love several times this summer. So I just kind of it, it yeah, yeah, it says probably yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. That old cliche, yeah. movie cliche, but yeah, no, that's that. I thought it was great. You're fine. I think I was just gonna say that it. I find it ex- extremely impressive that like Danny had this much shit just in the tank that was this good that he hadn't released like it just speaks volumes about his strengths as a songwriter and a musician and yeah everything he's done that i've heard is amazing so definitely check it out sweet 
Cool, cool. Jeff, it's your up now. Jeff's up. Jeff's up. I'm up. <clears throat> I wrote notes for my own shit. I wrote notes for everybody's shit this time. Me too. Nice. I'm proud of myself. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> I've got a lot to say in this episode to make up for last. I don't, last, last I don't really have a lot of. I don't really have a lot of uh, notes for my own stuff, but um, yeah. All right. So my local pick this month was Matt Charette's record back East. Um, I had not listened to it in a while myself. Um, he put it out a couple of years back, but um, Matt's a cool guy. He's um, obviously like pretty well known and liked in kind of Boston's local, like music, punk rock folk punk folk scene um he's also a bar a local barber in town so um i usually see him every few weeks he cuts my hair um but he's a rad dude <laughs> yeah he's That's a barber awesome, dude he's a barber he owns a barber his own barber shop in brighton um which is really cool and um yeah it's just great like kind of punk tinged americana rock and roll um it's like super gritty and um a little bit dark like uh, it's an emotional album. You know, he writes a lot of, uh, about a lot of like pretty heavy duty stuff, I think on there. And, um, it's, uh, also just beautifully engineered, like just the guitar tones and the pedal steel. And, um, he has, I don't know everybody that he plays with. So his band is called the truer sound Matcherette and the truer sound. And they play, um, you know, local shows and stuff like that from time to time, but I don't know all the other members, but I know that they're all extremely talented musicians. And, um, every time he's, gone into like make a record or um he's he really i mean that's like his really only full length and then i think he has um he had an ep before that um that was called like haircuts and pub rock <laughs> which was kind of cool um and uh and yeah everything that he's put out i've been super always impressed with and like just um it's always been like really really beautifully engineered and mixed and um he's just a great dude so that was my local pick this time around Dude, this was this was my favorite out of everybody's picks. Um, I really like the Americana slash folk with the, like you said, the lap steel. Uh, amazing songwriting. He reminds me a lot of that local guy I sent you one time, Trev. Uh, Andrew Ellis from here in Toledo. He's mm. not actually on Bandcamp, so I can't plug him. But uh, I just, I love that style of music. And this one is solid like i can't get enough of this one i found myself going back to this after listening to the other albums that we mm -hmm. like i I'd, I'd keep throwing this album in between it yeah this is such a great pick for me i put right from the start i love the harmonica steel pedal guitar and what sounds like a stand-up bass this is country fried americana rock uh charrette is that how you say his name Charette, Charette, yeah. Charette's voice sounds like he gargles a shot of whiskey before each song. They're all at once strong and rich and vulnerable, depending on the song, what the song calls for. My standout track uh, is Outcast. It's a little darker and moodier. Overall, this is a really, really good album, and I underlined really twice. I can see myself loving it more and more with each subsequent listen. I wasn't expecting that, you know, like to hear hear that kind of countryish sound come out immediately. And I was just like, whoa, OK. Yeah. And so I sat and listened. And by the second song, I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm loving it. The dude's got <laughs> such a great voice. And you're right. The engineering on this album is just yeah. like a master class. It sounds so good. So good. Yeah, I love it. So um, I said it last time. I'm going to say it again. 
People who just say, "Well, I don't like country," they're not digging. <laughs> they're not digging deep enough. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. This right, right. this is country mixed with roots rock and roll, um, all day, all day long. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I heard like I heard like elements of like the Black Crows and the Wallflowers too, um, which are very separate bands. But I heard them both like in like in this <clears throat> in this album. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Outcast. That was my that was my probably standout song on the uh, on the album. And I, I I'm a sucker for harmonica and that twangy guitar. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. Now this was just him, right? This wasn't him and his band. Well, the record's um, not put out under the name like Matt Stratt and the Truer Sound. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not familiar with all the members of his band, so I don't yeah. know if okay. if or who of them played on this record right. um, or who was actually playing in the studio with I, him. I did find on Spotify, it's both, right? There's a there's a Matt Charette, then there's a Matt Charette. With the there true, might be two sound. different profiles. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. So I, but that that happens sometimes too if, if cuz Spotify is weird but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if this was just him or if this was him with them I did check out some other stuff and I I enjoyed it I really did I I enjoyed yeah. what he's doing um I think people He would be he would be a great guest to have on sometime Trev too I mean um I don't know how big he is on like doing podcasts and, but I think he's like always down to talk about music so yeah, yeah. I mean you, when you work as a barber professionally like you are also part therapist I think by default so you know you're always talking to people and he's he would be he'd be a great guest but um yeah it's a it's a it's an awesome record I'm not I don't know exactly who's playing on it besides him or how many of those people are playing with him right, now right. or not but yeah, yeah. What, what, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I dug it. I, I did. I, I, like I said, I checked out some of his other stuff. Um, it's solid. And you know what's weird? After you made that pick, like, he keeps popping up my algorithms for like people you may know, and it's so strange how that works. <laughs> they're listening, man. Yeah, it's, it's all the all the things are listening to us. It's I, terrifying. I hope they're not listening <laughs> around two a.m. <laughs> for their sake and mine i guess uh, i kind of hope they are listening at 2 a.m <laughs> oh, um boy. yeah uh so we're doing the second one right uh the anti-love song so i so this one comes with a little bit of an asterisk uh this is oc45 um and it's the track this bottle's got your name on it which was off of their record happy accidents um they are, I should probably mention, sort of a band that is in indefinite hiatus right now. Um, they would they would normally have been probably one of my first and most obvious like local picks. Uh, even when we first started doing this, um, I've been like extremely close friends with them for m- over 10 years at this point um, or around 10 years. Uh, my brother played drums in this band for a good chunk of their existence. Um, I, I met them, uh, before he was in the band and then he met them and through me and then he wound up in the band. So they're, they're a band that I'm very close with. Um, and I do wish they were still around cause I think they were, you know, amazing. Like w- when they're doing their thing they put on fantastic live shows, I toured with them several times. I sold merch for them, um, <laughs> mixed their sound, like did all, all kinds of stuff. So, um, I love this band a lot. And, uh, this was definitely one of my favorite tracks off this record. Derek is um, crooning on this one sort of, uh, you know, to an ex-lover. And it's just uh, it's a fantastic, like kind of dark, sarcastic and also like super serious, like uh, pop punk song. So um, 
it's uh, it's also one of the tracks on the record like not all the tracks on the record kind of have that sound like they're a they're a punk band and in partially a pop punk band but um this song stood out on that record as like a very melodic sort of pop punky song whereas some a lot of the other tracks on the record are heavier a little bit heavier um and and so it kind of is a standout on its own it wasn't officially released as a single but it was what my mind went to and I was thinking about good like anti-love songs um or breakup songs or whatever so I like that I took notes and then haven't referred to them at all yet um (laughs) I just remembered I have them uh I really I really dug the drums on this song and the lyrics hit me pretty hard like I I I kind of really dug into everybody's like love or anti-love picks for some reason but uh i like i liked it lyrically like sometimes shit just doesn't work out and it's not really anybody's fault you know that's just the way it goes people change um and then we have to deal with it afterwards the rest of the album's fucking fantastic too so i figured while i was listening i would do that yeah the drums on this song i don't know why the drums on this song stood out to me (laughs) well that's that's little brother Ken. <laughs> hey, See, yeah. there you go. He his, was super his, proud of it. So his, they did it. His know. drums stick out a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's an amazing drummer. I put fun, fast, driving, melodic punk rock. It brings me back to early 2010s. Uh, the song kind of gave me a debt neglector vibe. I dig it. Um, I put the drumming is outstanding. I don't know what it is. I get I focus on drumming and I don't is this a so I've I have a few friends who've said that's a guitarist thing. Like a lot of guitarists wish they were drummers. And I was like, I I do. I wish I could drum because I listen to drumming on songs. And if if you have a drummer that is able to kind of not just hold the rhythm and drive the song, but if they can do little things, little signature things that make it their sound or their kind of style. Um, I love that. And I also love drummers that can change up the feel of, of the drums. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, like you could have like a skate punk kind of, kind of rhythm going, and then all of a sudden, you know, flip it over to a, a, maybe a little bit of a ska bounce and then right back. Like if you're, if they can do that masterfully, I love it. And so I was, I was, I was the same as Mike. I was focused on the drums on this song. Um, and yeah, I ended up listening up to the rest, uh, listening to the rest of it going like, this is awesome. I I'm going to be following this band. Cause well, I guess they're on hiatus. You said, yeah. So yeah, but I, I'll listen to but... some of this stuff that I've never heard before. I'll go back and listen. Cause I, I really enjoyed it. Sure. <clears throat> I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but um, I've got exactly what I wanted. Lonely and broken hearted. That was yeah. a line in that song. And it fucking just, ugh, it just like stuck a knife in me. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's me all day. Um, where, where these guys focus on the drums, the storytelling of the song had me. Um, I absolutely loved it. And uh, it's heartbreak. Punk is my favorite style of punk. Um, nice. Yeah, it really is. It, the, the heartbreak stuff has always been because, like, it, when I and when I talked to like even when I was younger, I would talk to people about punk music, and they were like, "Oh, it's it's just anger and 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 fighting." I'm like, "Nah, man. This is like you got to listen. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot heart of heart and soul. Yeah, there's a lot of heart and soul in this thing. Like, I um, <laughs> three chords in the truth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, this 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 song got me. It hit me hard. Um. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Now, OC45, I feel like I just saw a band with one of them in it. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're still all doing stuff. Well, obviously my, my brother is now playing in right. coffin salesman and, right. um, and K and KCUF. And then, um, but Derek, uh, who is like, was one of the two principal songwriters or m- most of them, the main principal songwriter in the band, um, is now playing in a band called grip bite grip bite. um okay, yeah, yeah. out of Providence, based out of providence yep, yeah he yep. lives they live down in providence now him and him and his girlfriend so um and then also he's uh working on a solo project that should be coming out soon that um i had the pleasure of filming some of their recording uh process and stuff like that so hopefully we're gonna like release some nice. little videos and stuff yeah. like that but nice. yeah he's got a solo project coming up too so like they're all and adam also the other like singer um and guitar player in the band um he is also doing so adam femino he does solo stuff too okay. um so he's got he's got some solo stuff recorded and he's been playing some shows solo acoustic and then um uh nick the bass player and derek um have played together on some of derek's like solo stuff that's coming up so yeah, yeah they're all still around and they're all like yeah. still doing stuff which is great just like oc45 in that um or, like configuration or lineup or whatever like is just not a, th- a thing right now unfortunately but um but the stuff that they did put out is incredible and will always be like probably one of the first like boston punk bands that i sort of became part of like their family early on when I like moved back to Boston and got like, you know, back into like a lot of the the music scene in Boston after I had been at college and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I saw grip bike perform at the, uh, at the midway. Um, never heard him before. I didn't know anybody in the band and I fucking enjoyed them. Like I, (laughs) I did. I, Derek, uh, Derek also plays with uh, with uh, C.E. Skidmore as well. Okay, C.E. Cool. Skidmore in the damn fine band, so yeah, he's also nice, in that band too. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Um, before you get to your X Factor, I forgot to give my reason why. After saying we need to give our reasons why for, for my for my <laughs> yeah. X Factor, so I picked Bagels because Danny Carney can do no wrong in my eyes. So all right, <laughs> to your X Factor. Um, oh yeah, my X Factor was Jesse Labor Day. He is. Um, I I guess my why and I'll like I think this is a funny trend that I've done so far is I've picked I feel like I've picked a lot of Canadian bands on <laughs> on this show so far so I guess I'm just going to stick with that trend as like being my why but it's more of a um he's an artist I hadn't listened to in a while I uh, I had an older like I had um a CD of his I, that I think was like an older EP um from several years back that I picked up at Pooza but he's a Pooza Fest uh, regular and somebody that I started seeing play at Pooza Fest um, a few years in a row. And he would oftentimes play acoustic at the, like, uh, at one of the venues has like a breakfast thing in the morning that if you're not too hungover that you can get up early enough to go to, they have like food that's included in your, I think it's included in your Pooza ticket or whatever. So you can go get some, get some food there in the morning and, and start drinking early and like, get yourself back on the the wagon like early in the morning and he would they would they always have like acoustic acts playing in the corner and so he played uh Guillaume from uh lost love has played that a bunch and this other guy jesse's played that a bunch and um so i had an ep of his and i was like oh he'd be a good x-factor pick and i went back and i his last full-length record original record that he put out is this record grief intensity friendship which was like that's a great name for a record um, and I actually had not heard it before us doing this. So I, um, 
I started to dive back into it and it's just, it's just great. Like a, acoustic folk punk stuff that um, has kind of a little bit emo, like heartbreak and heartfelt lyrics and stuff like that too. Um, he reminds me a little bit of like Sam Russo, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, and yeah, I hadn't, hadn't heard him in a while. So it was fun to dive back into him as an artist too. I, uh, super, super nice guy. Also, he's from Western Canada, I believe Vancouver, I think, or somewhere. Who's not there. nice from Canada. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a, thing? it's a stereotype, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to this one until this morning. Cause I had overlooked it. And whereas I was a little worried about Trev after his picks, this <laughs> not worried, just like this one, I was like, man, Jeff is just picking shit that I love. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the acoustic folk punk singer songwriter. Um, it, I wrote that it reminded me a lot of Frank Turner and maybe that was just because I was groggy in the morning, but I fucking love Frank Turner too. So this was, um, I'm definitely going to spend the rest of the day digging into this dude. Cause I re- that sounded fucking horrible, um, but <laughs> I spend the rest of the day digging into this dude. <laughs> but yeah, uh, his music. Yeah, yeah. I was. I really wish I'd have caught this one earlier. I don't know how it got overlooked, but a uh, solid pick. I, I'm glad you threw this one on there. So this is what I so for the first two tracks, I really struggled with like how I wanted to like what this even felt like to me. Um, but then by the by the third song, I put this is a this is familiar and new all at once. There's an emo folk post punk sound pervading throughout. This feels like an alternate universe's evolution of Dashboard Confessional. Also, also is it just me or is uh, is there a musical vibe to the vocals? Like the delivery, the way he sings, he feels a lot of these songs feels like they could be on stage on Broadway. Um, and by the third song, like I said, I'm bought in. The songs are great. They're upbeat, driving, rocking and rolling. Very, very nice. But yeah, he's got kind of like this musical style delivery with the way he sings, if, if that makes sense. Like he could be like on a musical on Broadway. It, yeah, it's very unique. It's I, I didn't really I've never really thought of that specifically before. Like but now that you know that you say it. Yeah, he, he, he has a delivery that's unique and very like um it like theater, yeah, right? That's, like a musical. Yeah, that, the, that's yeah. a good way of kind of yeah, that's a good way of describing it. <laughs> but not like over the top, like because you know when you think about like musicals and, and people it's singing not operatic. Audience, right, right. It's not operatic, but it's it's got a uh, like a cadence to it, I guess. Yeah, in a, in a, yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, I dig it, man. Sure. Nice. So the, nice. the first thing I wrote was Jeff brings the can- the Canada goodness all the time. so that is that is your thing man and every band you've brought to the table from canada i've absolutely loved so um i said these guys are solid solid because it's it's he's got a band behind him right so um yeah it was solid solid music he shows like he has and maybe this plays into what you just said chris he gives you glimpses of the range of his voice at different times yeah. Like at one point he had like this like bluesy woo woo kind of quiver range in his voice. And I was like, where did that come from? I, I was I was I was definitely like fixated on on his voice the entire listen through this album because um I think he's a tremendous singer. And it's weird because like at certain points I'm like, all right, yeah, that's just like how, you know, 
a punk rock kid would sing. And then, and then other points, like he just has different ranges. And I, it, 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 I don't know, man, I was, I was almost obsessed with it. Like I heard it a couple I had to listen to the album again to, to dig into it. Um, it was definitely a, a solid pick. Um, the song, the dirt, I think was the name of the song. That was Mike, my standout on that one. Nice. So, um, definitely. I like the folkiness to it. You know, I, you give me any any acoustic guitar, I'm just gonna watch and listen. And, you'd like him live, yeah. Like you'd like watching him live. He's, he's I mean, I like I liked him this way. I liked it this way. I hope you don't think I didn't like it. I like no, 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 oh, totally. All right, all right, all right, yeah. So no, I was a fan. I was definitely a fan of it. Um, I'm gonna check out more of his stuff. How do you say his last name? L- like like the holiday in yeah. September. Yeah, like, Labor Day. Like Labor Day. Okay. Labor Day. Yeah. 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 All nice. Right. Cool. So yeah, no, I was into it. I was into it. Thanks for bringing more Canadian musicians to the table. Sweet, gotta be two a solid rounds. Taking all our American jobs. Oh Jesus Christ, uh, Michael! Michael, your picks are up next for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay, my local pick is almost from Canada too. Um, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, it is. Dear Darkness, and I picked their self-titled. This is an all-female band, again from Detroit, and I—I I don't know. It's—I thought it was like a summer thing, but I've really been into this like female-fronted garage rock, like poppy sur- with a surf rock vibe, but heavily distorted everywhere. Um. I just really dug this album and I found it randomly because I liked the cover art of one of their other albums, but I liked the music on this album better. Um, but they have a, another EP called Santa Ana that's really good. But yeah, it was, I think I mentioned this during one of Chris's picks last week. Like some music just gives me that. Um, I like movies a lot too. And I love Tarantino. And his his movies always have this like musical vibe, and sometimes I'll hear a band and be like, "That sounds like it should be in a Tarantino movie," and that's what I got with this band. I got um, I I wrote down '80s glam metal meets '80s Riot Girl, like it was a complete yeah, mix of that. Her voice is like Bruce Dickinson range. It was weird. It did that thing that 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 Bruce does in, in Iron Maiden. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can get way up there with that kind of a falsetto-y delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I it was it was good. It was something different. I liked it. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, I, I think I listened to the other EP that was on there. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I was into it. I was totally it was like two it. Flintstone girls sitting on a gorilla's lap. <laughs> and for some reason, I was like, I want to listen to that. <laughs> I put uh, this feels like 90s grunge riot girl punk right out of the Pacific North Northwest. The guitars are heavy, acid soaked distortion. Uh, these ladies vocals have a sort of new wave tinge to the delivery, uh, though the tempo is upbeat and driving. The sound is opposite. There's a doom element to the sneering and chugging of dear darkness uh, I, I totally dig this. Very sweet first pick. Yeah, I, I was feeling this, man. I was like, I like this. These ladies are coming, coming. We were it. we were all on the same page with the I wrote spooky riot girl punk. Love, the, <laughs> love the guitar tones and the fuzz. Um, yeah. Like it's like real gritty, like just gnarly, like 
fuzz on all their tracks uh raw energetic i re- would love to see them live they were, oh, yeah. they were fantastic yeah, yeah. but yeah the like the like west coast right girl punk thing is uh strong with them and it's it's a it's awesome when iron so, maiden super fun to listen an to. iron maiden riot girl band that's <laughs> also also to mention the uh the cover art too i noticed that as well i thought their cover art was really cool that stuck out to me too on their whole band camp page um all their all their cover art is these like mm-hmm. real bright um like drawings that it's like real kind of abstract stuff it's cool the band's the band's description is like really funny too like i think they'd just be cool people to talk to i think it was something like it sounds like a fight with your old man but you still love him a lot or <laughs> sounds like a drunken fight with your old man but you still love him a lot i was like yeah they seem pretty rad nice so my second pick was my i i titled these all valentine picks because it's fucking february and that shit's happening um chad h george from houston texas i love folk punk and chad h george is definitely that the song is diet coke and cigarettes i am a sucker for love songs and like i don't know why it never works out but i I like the idea (laughs) of it just in case anybody thought this was going to be inspirational now that shit's a lie that's just something they tell you when you're a fucking kid give you hope um but but when i do love love when i do love love songs they tend to be like this just i don't like the um those big romantic love songs where they they make a bunch of promises about shit that's never going to happen. I just like the idea of being happy where you are with somebody, even if it is just going to the store for diet Coke and cigarettes and being together. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's stripped down acoustic folk punk love song about just being happy being with each other. And what was where was it oh yeah that cop is a punk ass bitch <laughs> I, I have no clue why it was even thrown in at the end of the song but apparently apparently he is i'm um i'm i don't know if i'm gonna say i don't know how to put this i'm very picky with folk punk that's not from this region i think we're spoiled <laughs> with the folk punk that's around here um jeff maybe you can maybe you can either agree or disagree with me but I dug these guys. I dug this song. I want to listen to more. Um, and I try to branch out. I try to do like like the on Bandcamp. I'll look up like, all right, folk punk. Let's see what it's out there. And I'm like, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's run of the mill. This wasn't run of the mill. Um, this was up there. I, I enjoyed it. I want to hear more. Um, I want to hear more folk punk from different areas. Because like I said, I, I feel like we're really... Um, we we have so much like we have so much goodness of it here that I, I I think I'm a snob when it comes to it now. And speaking to that, Trev, um, these guys are from Houston, so that is also where Days and Days and Escape from the Zoo is. So I don't know if like they should possibly share some band members because they're on Flail as well. So I don't know if there's some like. If this is just that sound of Houston folk punk or yeah, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of folk punk and it all has a very regional sound. It seems like I put uh straight up folk punk 
the vocals bring no effects to mind. Um, just the sound, you know, the, 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 the way it sounded feel, I'm also feeling apes of the state vibes, the way they, they kind of play in the delivery. There's great lyrics, catchy rhythms and, uh, and melodies. And I liked, uh, I liked the one take feel the fact that it sounds like he went into the studio, sat down, they hit record and he just went, and there wasn't this, you know, let's do, let's go back and do this again. It just feels like a straight one take. Uh, and so it gives it a live feel, you know, like you're in the same room at the same time. Um, and I just put an underlined it three times. I really like this. I want to check out more from the, do they only have this one, one album or is there more from these guys? There was another one. Um, but I don't know if it was an EP on Bandcamp, gotcha. but I feel like I heard that they were working with somebody on a full length, but that could just be some shit I made up in my head. <laughs> like hopeful. I'm trying to manifest it. I, um, I wrote down that the lyrics reminded me a little bit of like, a, like, like a get dead or, or mischief brew also too. Um, and uh, I just wrote down that was like super funny, super funny track. Like, and uh, I'd like to explore this band more because I didn't listen to, I didn't listen to anything else that was up there. And uh, but I definitely dug it. So, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I, I, I agree with the sort of like funny, uh, just, just like lighthearted take on like the love song and like you know, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Sweet, sweet um and then my x factor is a band from seoul south korea 18 fevers i found this band because their bass player messages me every once in a while um but i really i really dig this song yeah, i I love the girl who sings in the band christmas she has this gritty almost I, I want to like, I want to say like Brody doll from the distillers kind of raspy affect to her voice. Like, like Aretha Franklin and Tom Waits had a baby or something. I don't know. Like, cause it can be beautiful, but then, then there's that dark grit and she wrote all the lyrics. So I always find it interesting how like a non-native speaker, uh, translates to an English to English, you know, so we can understand it. Um, and then the drumming in the song, I really enjoyed because there was a loose feel to it. Like it wasn't super tight overproduced drumming. And I, I, the only person I could think of to equate it to was um, the way Joey Jordison from Slipknot drummed like in the early days just that kind of loose feel like i'm going for it and this is what's happening um but yeah i dig this track it's the only one they have i had um i liked it i liked this i listened to it a bunch of times too and uh i got like that scratchy grunge sound from them um with like nirvana-esque like vocals not saying that they sound like she sounds like kurt cobain but like in the like the way he would sing she she kind of had that nailed down. Um, I think they're solid. I'm interested in hearing more from them. You know what? They reminded me of a band from Greece called the Barbed Wire Girls. Or Barbed Wire Dolls, I'm sorry. Barbed Wire Dolls. Are you, anyone familiar with them? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They're a band out of Greece. They tour. Um, I mean, they were touring nonstop uh, 
before Lemmy passed away, he uh, let, let me kill my sister. He he signed these guys. They're really fucking good, and they have that grunge sound too, like almost like a. They reminded me of of Nirvana as well. Not in the set, like I said. I don't think they sound alike, but just that the vibe and like the scratchiness of the grunge that they play. That part of it. Um, yeah, no, this was a good pick. This was um, eighteen fevers. This this was a good song. This was a good song. I can't wait to hear more from them to hear. What else they What else they got in the tank? Oh, I yeah. didn't say why it was my X Factor, but um, that is it. I think I did kind of. I just like when bands who aren't native speakers do music that is targeted toward an English speaking audience and pull it off well. It doesn't sound forced or fake. Yeah, immediately when I start heard her start singing, I could you could tell you know that there was it it was it wasn't. You could tell it, there was an accent to it. There was a, a kind of this, I don't want to say it wasn't broken English, but there was a, this lilt in the way she was speaking. And I was just like, wait, where's this band from? And when I saw it was uh, South Korea, I was just like, oh, this is insane. This is great. Um, I wrote that it starts out with this dancey alternative rock feel, and it quickly revs up to morph into a blistering driving post grunge face punch. Uh, the lead singer's vocals start out melodic and unassuming until she flips a switch and all of a sudden she's a female Kurt Cobain. I love it because I loved it. I just thought these, I mean, I'm going to definitely follow these. This is the only thing they put out so far. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the album. Agree. I definitely uh, want to hear more. I wrote definitely want to hear more, literally. Um, but yeah, just like gritty, angry, fuzzy, yeah. angry punk, pop punk kind of stuff. I just, um, I don't have any descriptors that are any more eloquent than Chris's already have been, but, <laughs> but um, I, I too was on board with the, Oh, this is the only track I, I want to hear like a whole record for sure. They, they are working on a record I'm told, but who knows nice. when that'll be cool. That's awesome. All right. I guess I'm up my, my picks. I'm going to say this. I didn't re- I didn't realize like all of our picks were supposed to go along the love and anti-love theme. They, they so like weren't. this first album. They oh, okay. Weren't. Just the one, right? Yeah, it was just the one. <laughs> middle. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, all right. So my first one, my local um, is a band called Soul Butchers and the album's called Landfall. I'll tell you, I never heard of these guys before. It, I actually found them just searching through Bandcamp and using the, uh, the location feature um, to see what I could find for this episode. And so when I found these guys, you know, as soon as I hit play, I started listening uh, right away, what struck me about this band is how seamlessly they stitch and layer multiple genres of music onto their sound. There's obvious hints of acid rock, Led Zeppelin-esque grooves, but there's also a little bit of blues, a little bit of country, and a little bit of garage rock and roll. I said it's, it's a heavy grooving album. If you like Black Sabbath or The White Stripes or Rob Zombie without the horror, this is probably your jam. And um, it is. It's just it's heavy. It's just got that kind of that groove to it that I don't, I don't know. I want to see these guys live. Like I, when I, I finished listening, I was like, wait, these guys are here. They're in Buffalo. Like this doesn't sound like a Buffalo, like Buffalo music. So uh, I'm definitely, definitely into it. And I'm going to be checking them out. So I, I, I dug this band. <clears throat> I dug this album. Um, it's weird because isn't iron priest from Buffalo as well? Yeah, and when I talk about Stone, Stone Priest, Stone, Stone Priest, I'm sorry, Stone Priest. Yeah, Stone yeah. Stone Priest, and 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 I'm not like hijacking this to talk about them, but like they, I'm a huge Sabbath guy. I I, yeah. I, I never realized that until like like later in my years that like because I I've always listened to them. I guess I'm like a you know I don't I'm not gonna call myself a connoisseur, but like I'm I, you know 
where Stone Priest sounds like the early days of Black Sabbath, um, Soul Butchers sounds like the sophomore era of Black Sabbath when they got into that roadhouse rock and roll blues kind of kind of era, mm-hmm. and and um, it was just it distorted and heavy roadhouse blues. I mean, Roadhouse Rock and Roll, and the vocals, Ministry. Do you remember Ministry? Oh, I see that. Yeah, I, Whole, I hear that. Like, yeah. That was the first. Like, I stopped and went and listened to a Ministry album. Yeah. Because I, I was like, it, it, I mean, it was Ministry meets sophomore Black Sabbath all day long. Um, I dug it. I I, I, I want to hear more from them. I, I would like to, you know, I might want to see these guys live as well. Um, Have them on your show, dude. It's it's yeah, have them on yeah. your show. It's Talk it, to it's a tough thing, right? So like, Black Sabbath started it all with heavy metal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of bands have tried over the years to mimic them, and they can't. There's like meme after meme about it. It's hilarious, you know. But like, these guys did a good job, like kind of really get dig. And I'm not saying that's their influence, but I hear that like that that. The sophomore era of Black Sabbath is that roadhouse rock and roll bluesy stuff, and that's what these guys got. And then, and then again with the ministry vocals, it fucking nailed it, dude. They nailed it. They nailed it. They nailed it. So who goes next now? I don't know. Yes, it's you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to I interrupt. No I was so pumped for this be. song, I had to interrupt. So. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. No. I wrote first thing I wrote was <laughs> moto riding music. Um, definitely. Yeah. The like kind of, kind of almost like muddy alt rock. Um, and then I also put, there was like some kind of like nineties industrial vibes in there too. And, um, some of their, a couple of their vocal lines reminded me a little bit of the the vocalist from Interpol, that band Interpol, something about his, like the tone of his voice, um, in there. Um, but I also wrote that they would be super fun live. They'd be a great band to play a bill here with, uh, Cruel Miracle which is that band that I had on, on my show that uh, they did like a, an mm. instrumental concept album about oh, riding nice. motorcycles. Yeah. That's all like kind of yeah. like rock and roll, like American rock and roll motorcycle music. This would be a good, good band, a ma- uh, bill matchup with them, I think. Yeah. But yeah, they were, they were cool. I dug it. I, uh, I wrote um, that they should start their name with the, the soul butchers, <laughs> because I got like, <laughs> I have a reason though. Okay. I got that like that like 2010 era garage rock with the bluesy tin- tinge like um the white stripes Jack White and uh who else? There were a couple the Black Keys, you know, all those bands that had the at the beginning of their name and I was like they would fit right in with that and I I love that style of music. So I really dug this. Sweet, sweet. All right, my anti-love song. Um, again, I kind of followed Jeff's lead on this. This wasn't a single per se. It's on, uh, it's on a collection that he's got out, and then it's all on obviously the album that he put it out. Uh, but this comes from Amigo the Devil, and the song is called Perfect Wife. So Amigo the Devil was uh, my introduction to Americana Doom Folk. I'd never heard of Doom Folk before, and I was just like on one of these radio things that, you know, channels on Spotify, and this came up, and I was just like, what is this? Like, who is this dude? And I saw his name. I'm like, all right, I'm already, the name Amigo the Devil made me go, what else is there? So I started listening to his stuff, and I absolutely love it. But this song felt right in terms of the anti-love 
Um, the song has banjo, stand-up, bass, piano, and what sounds like a melodica. Did you guys hear that? It totally, for me, sounded like, if you know what a melodica is, I don't know. Yeah. it's the, it's the, uh, it's, it's like the little keyboard, but you blow into it to play yeah. it. I have to go back and listen to it again, but I would totally believe you. That Dude, I was just like, whoa, that, yeah. I was like, is that a melodica? That's so dope. I said, uh, it's also got tambourine, stomps, claps, and lyrics so dark you'd think you were, they were from the plot of an Ari Aster film. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs by Amigo the Devil right after Husband. Um, so this song, basically, the anti-love of it is that he's talking about this, his wife, right? And it sounds sweet and, and pretty and this kind of like, banjo picking song and even the melody like just the, the the way he sings it just sounds nice and pretty but then all of a sudden his lyrics are talking about like his wife is bugging him all the time so he just starts like beating her up and torturing her and like pulling her tongue out and doing all these things and you're just like what in the hell's going on in this song um and then like i said it's my second next to the song husband and if you ever heard that it's that same thing it's got a very kind of soft pretty intro to it then you listen to the lyrics and he's basically telling this woman he wants to propose to her uh except you know he's got to make sure her husband's dead and that's all he's wishing for so um i just love i love ever since i heard his stuff i'm like i love this doom folk this kind of dark folk yeah. punk feel you know what i mean so yeah i was sold i love this guy so when, when chris and i first met and we like exchanged numbers this was like one of the first songs he ever sent me he's like you ever heard of this and I was like, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? Like, <laughs> and I was like, here, listen to Coffin Salesman. It's better. You know? Um, here, 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 here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think Amigo the Devil has beautiful sounding music. I love the instrumentals in this song. Um, I fucking loathe the story. Uh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I like, I, I and I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not trying. I'm not shitting on him. It's art, and I get it. Um, it hits too close to home, I guess, for me. Yeah. And it just, I can't. I can't get into that. Um, I understand. It's. It's. Hopefully, it's satire. Um, right. <laughs> but. But. Uh, you know. I. I. Uh, I just. I mean, the music is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You're absolutely right on that. I just can't. I can't get. I just can't get behind the story and the lyrics for personal reasons. And gotcha. that's and that and that's okay. It's okay. So like, um, you know, it's not for me. Uh, I will never say like I don't hate the guy. I just don't particularly like his writing. Um, for for, I guess personal reasons slash beliefs or whatever. <laughs> um, and gotcha. again and again, uh, we're we're um, we're extremely uh spoiled in this region when it comes to doom folk i think so um, <laughs> no but other than that dude like you know you know i've told you about it before i've already told yeah, you know yeah like i i like i I think the the instruments used in and does he do them all himself or is he have does he have a band um, to or? be honest i'm not sure i'm sure he has a band yeah, in the studio at I, least, th you know? I think he's talented i just i just can't get into that um to to his to the storytelling of it you know gotcha so and again that's that's for my own yeah, teach their own yeah that's for my own life experiences or whatever so um but yeah that was that was my whole take on it again i want to i do want to say again like like the instrumentals of it is fucking absolutely stunning um yeah yeah i thought i thought the sound was really really cool it was really interesting sound um 
And uh, I wrote dark, twisted and perfect because I mean, it is like when I first started listening to it, I was like this. I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those like, <laughs> you know, like kind of horror, like, you know, doom folk themed type uh, type songs. Um, that's like kind of abstract. But then like but then you listen to it and then the whole thing of the song is like it. He he's like literally like writing about being like horrendously abusive yeah. to someone but then she fucking shoots him and right. <laughs> she fucking kills him at, yeah. the, at the end which is like how it's supposed to be type of thing you know um and so i i did find some like gratification in that at the end i was like okay i like this i like this like twisted dark story but like she gets the revenge she deserves at the end um and i i would imagine a song called hut like you just said like i imagine there's kind of a theme here um yeah <laughs> reminded me maybe a little bit of a lyrically reminded me a little bit of the tune there's a tune by the a band called the steel drivers uh that was called uh, if it hadn't been for love and it's all about how he kills his wife because he's like a jealous lover you know essentially but he's he's uh writing the song from being in prison for the rest of his life like and it's this like sort of dark anti-love ballad type of thing reverse reverse love ballad type of thing if you if you will um and it, it reminded me maybe a, t a touch of thematically of that song um but i thought i mean i did i did like i like i would i would definitely be down to listen to some more of his stuff i think um every, every pick that we had on this month's episode uh that everything brought to the table i felt like i want to take a dive into individually more there, there is an album recurring. there is an album of his that i that i was was pretty good with it's, isn't it like uh the the cover of it, it's like i think it's just a picture of him and it's like a black background yeah yeah uh, yeah i think the b-sides album maybe yeah i i think i got into that one a little bit but like yeah th this one was just it was just too much for me gotcha so, I like that we can all agree that we probably shouldn't be cutting our lover's fingers off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Amigo the Devil. Actually, I told Chris that um, I had nearly picked one of his other songs as my love song. Um, definitely not this one. But I, I love that he does the whole thing with that banjo. Um, and I don't know if you've watched the video. If you're disturbed by the song, do not watch the video. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've not, not seen it, no. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I I love this song um, just because there is that underlying, like, story that he's doing these things because he loves her. and Or at least this is the way I took it. Like, he loves her and didn't want to be without her. So he was trying to make it work in a way that was very dark and twisted. Yeah. Again, not approving it at all, but <laughs> we hope then, it's metaphorical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then at the end, she does get, you know, her revenge and good, puts a shotgun shell in his chest. So, yeah. There you go. All right. My X factor guys. So the reason this was an X factor was because again, one of these things I like to do is surf through Bandcamp, and sometimes it's just like the cover of, you know, the cover will make me want to look and see what it is. And that's what this one was. You know, it was it was this kind of just kind of chill. Like I would if a, if an image was lo fi, this is kind of a lo fi look to the cover. So I wanted to listen to it. And as soon as I hit it, man, I was I was just like, wait, where are we going? What is this? And I thought I'm picking this because 
my X factor reasoning is that this is probably the most different of anything we've ever brought to the table. I don't think we've ever gone this hard into electronica. So I wrote down that as soon as I heard this, I was hooked. I felt like I was listening to the soundtrack of a post neon future, uh, futuristic Ridley Scott epic composed by Nine Inch Nails and Angels and Airwaves and Moby and Orbital. I was at such a loss as to what genre bending box I could categorize it in. Uh, that I had to look at how they described themselves on Bandcamp. And these uh, were, were what stood out to me. Doom pop, experimental, space rock, shoegaze, soundscapes. And that's what this album is. It's an auditory cinematic soundscape. This is, lit this is so this is electronic, right? It's electronica. There's drum machines working here. They've got all kinds of effects happening with, with guitars and vocals. But it's like, it's, it's their soundscapes, like, like, I don't know how else to say it. They don't feel like your typical songs and it's a journey. This is something like you listen to from the beginning to the end. You don't hit shuffle, right? Like you were saying, Trev, when you listen to albums, sometimes the way they're put together, there's a reasoning for it. And to, you know, back in the day before, you know, when they did say after they did singles and it seems like we've moved back into the singles world, but back in the day when we were putting out LPs, that was the art, you know, the, the, the artist put it out a certain way. So you'd get what they were trying to tell you for the whole package. And I feel like this is one of those albums, like you ride it out from beginning to end. And it's just, I don't know. It blew me away. I became a fan immediately. And I just, I'm, I'm getting everything that he, that they put out. Hmm. Maybe I need to listen to it again. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I, I had I had I had issues with it. Maybe I don't know. It could have been the way it was coming through my speakers, but I felt like um the instrumentals were like way too loud for the auto tune like vocals. It seemed it was like overpowering. You know what I mean? Like usually when you hear vocals you hear it you hear it up front. It kinda sounded mm -hmm. like it was just mixed. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um I put down like if you take nine inch nails, skinny puppy, and then Enigma. Do you remember Enigma? Oh yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> mix that together. That this is what you're gonna have. Um, I thought the beats were really tight. Like there were really good beats up, like throughout throughout this album. Um, nothing stood out though. It just seemed um, nothing stood out to me. It kind of seemed like a. But I'm not into this music world. Into that, like you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. I mean Enigma is probably the last thing that I could. <laughs> mention that's close to this you know and that's a long time ago um it, it just kind of felt like a like like a like a and and maybe i shouldn't think i thought of like a soundtrack as well so like a like a score but it, it kind of felt run of the mill to me um but no i i i thought the beats were really good though um i it's just every everything like i liked the songs that didn't have vocals in them better because it was bothering me that the music seemed louder than the vocals coming through. Um, Cause they all didn't have vocals. You know what I mean? Not all those right, yeah. vocals in them. So that, that, that's just my take on it. I don't know shit about Latronica. Um, my favorite thing now is to bring things that make Trev uncomfortable to talk about because he doesn't like it. <laughs> no, I, I'm not uncomfortable talking about it. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just yeah. Kidding, yeah. Dude. No. And, and, and I feel bad. Like I, you know, I, I look into like when I, when I used to do movie reviews and shit, like I, I don't shit on things. Like I'm, I'm bringing an honest, like this is what I heard kind of thing, you know. Yeah. So, like I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna sugarcoat things either. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, I like this. When I'm like thinking <laughs> to myself, what the fuck's wrong with this, this vocals, you know? Um, that's just me. I mean, who the fuck am I? I'm just a guy on a podcast. But, um, 
No, I, I, I totally like I and you had said something about it being like to a movie, like a score to a movie too. That works. And if like I was, Blade Runner, if I was to go back, like. if I, yeah, 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 Dude. um, yeah, if I was to go back and listen to it again, I would headphones. Pop, I would use headphones next time. You think so? Oh yeah, yeah. I would probably listen to it and like listen to how it's tracked, like like how each song goes into the next song. You know what I mean? To see how that overall, because like you can listen to instrumentals and still get a story out of it. You know, so. But uh, yeah, no, that that was my take on it. Um, I'm sorry it wasn't like my my number one pick of the of the whole the whole day, but you know, <laughs> it's all this, good, dude. This episode is making me feel so much better because I feel like I used to. I, I pretty much used to think or mostly think that I'm terrible at this and I'm terrible at reviewing things, but I feel like this has been so encouraging because we're so like, I literally, so this is what I wrote. Sounds like the soundtrack to a nineties cyber thriller that takes place in the underground world of a European city. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I like feel so, totally, I feel like I'm dude. not as like far off as I thought I was. Remember, like we're very much on the same vibes, Yeah. Um, which is, I wrote, yeah, I wrote, um, Trancy vibes. I really want to get really high and listen to this. <laughs> Maybe Turn that's why lights, it struck like, me so hard immediately. Dude. Turn all the lights like, off. Yeah. And get really high. I don't know if you smoke, Trev, but I mean, maybe you should do that next time. Just, you know, get high and listen to it. <laughs> I, 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 I get all the lights down. I get that's what it begs. I get too, too dirt high. I'm like, dude, I just fucking... it, 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 it reminded me of, um, also something definitely yeah also something that could be a sound like it reminded me of like something that would be playing during a scene where someone is like has just been given like a psychedelic drug or like acid or something and is yeah. walking through like a nightclub in some underground european city like and they're on tokyo they're, even they're in yeah and they're in they're they're like an undercover agent trying to like solve some crime or something but they have to like infiltrate this underground world and so they're just like walking through this like nightclub where like neon lights and strobe lights are flashing and they're just like completely on another in another dimension yeah um i uh i it maybe like you were trying to you were mentioning other bands like i was gonna throw in maybe massive attack oh yeah i could compare them to in some ways like massive attack had a different electronic industrial vibe kind of thing but um but but yeah some similarities maybe there to that band that that's one that comes to mind for that genre and era um so but yeah i thought it was i thought it was really cool nice so uh i had a similar reaction i think to trev like i put it on at work and I was like, no, and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what, wait, it goes further. It goes awesome. Further. That's but then, no. then I like came home to my garage where the speakers are set up so that I'm kind of like enveloped in music when I'm playing music out here. And and the word that sprang to mind for me was theatrical, but again, like a soundtrack or it was like an experience. Like if you sat down to enjoy it as maybe not i i don't know how to explain i i was gonna say maybe not as like pleasure music but it was a pleasurable experience but you don't you weren't gonna just listen to it one track at a time you wanted to sit down and be in it it's not something i could listen to all, all the time but like for that time it was incredible i 
and I actually I like the way the vocals were mixed in there because I thought it lended to that experience more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're in a when you're in a movie theater and there's the whis- the guy whispering, and then all of a sudden fifteen thousand things explode. It it, it kind of gave me those vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I, I could I, be wrong. I liked it. I could be wrong. No, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. No, I, you are. That that was just that was just the way I got it in my head. Like, I like the way you said that though, because I feel like you're right, Mike. Like, this isn't something that you're just like listening to every day or like taking to the gym. This is like when you're in the mood for it, you have to get ready to immerse yourself and kind of experience it. And so, like you guys see, I have these little Christmas lights on in here. So this is an extra bedroom. I've got like a little bed over here. My record players over here. And so when I was listening, finding tracks. I was sitting in the dark, just kind of lit up by the Christmas lights. And so when I came across this, I was like, whoa, this was, uh, this is good. And, and I, you and know, you I, stoned, I, may, I may have, I may have smoked a little. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> and like, like Jeff said, <laughs> like Jeff said, while I can't promote it, I can definitely see like this being <laughs> something you would listen to high as fuck. This is like yeah. this generation's Pink Floyd or something. Right, right. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just talking about like you sit down, you all get right, stoned, right, and you just like yeah, you lose stoned, yourself you in the, the soundscape. You get yeah, compare yeah. that, but not dude, like musically, just but like vibe wise. Yes. Yeah, dude. Ch- next time you try it, if you do try it, try try with the headphones on. Like just yeah. let, have the all the sounds in your head. I'll, see if I'll it, get see right. If on it mixes it. out well. I'll get right on it. Right as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> That's not done. happening. <laughs> He's like, fuck that album. I'll never. No, it's I don't, I don't, but I don't say that. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not. No, I know you don't. Look, man, these guys put a lot of work into their shit. Like, I'm not going to sit there and I didn't pick it apart by any means, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just, I just, it didn't, it did not, um, it did not resonate with me, you know? But it could, it could be because I'm fucking high strung and fucking, you know, and, and I don't smoke and I don't listen to shit with christmas lights on and spider-man dolls you know what i mean i don't do that so spider-man dolls <laughs> oh. fern come on dude you don't listen to music in a toy okay. store nice. <laughs> maybe you should maybe, maybe you should. you're right maybe you don't exclusively podcast from a comic book shop <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I'm, no, every, that is, I'm he, just I'm jealous. Chris wins. Yeah, yeah. Chris wins at everything. everything he wins at everything. he wins yeah. at reviews and his back his back. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's a closet. It's literally a closet. It's so I just great. took the doors off the closet it's and so did great. that. Oh, it looks awesome, dude. It looks awesome. I wish I could Fantastic. set this up where my records are right behind me or something. But it doesn't that's yeah. what I tried to do, but then I'm in front of them the whole time anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that uh well, is this this Mike's for me was awesome this was impressive. an awesome episode so where last month i was super excited that we all kind of like were like in sync with one another i like the fact that we were com- on complete complete opposite ends with this one you yeah know? me too um, i they, really did they were both it's cool it's cool to see how that stuff goes i think everything i think everything that got brought to the table is solid you know. Yeah, there was some really good stuff this month. Yeah, for so. sure. Like some stuff that I'm gonna continue listening to. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I also already got some ideas for next month too. Awesome. Based so, on some stuff we did this so time around. We're gonna we're gonna tease a little bit and say we have something special for next month uh, for Bandcamp Friday episode, um, and Michael will be picking our our second tier pick uh, for it, like, for themed. 
since Easter's in March, it's going to be what's your favorite Pat the Bunny song and why? No, I'm joking. <laughs> How about I don't even we, know. I don't even know if Easter's in March. I'm. Yeah, you have, to, it is you have to find a band or, or a song with <laughs> Rabbit or Bunny in it. Mardi Gras. Oh, Mardi Gras. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Mardi Gras theme. I almost said flavored Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras flavored music. Mardi Gras themed music. Flavored there you go. Flavored music. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think next. I I think uh, I think we found our groove with this whole thing, and I I I thoroughly enjoy. Like I look forward to these. I look forward to getting the albums from everybody, and I look forward to listening to them. About it, but I really do. I really enjoy the collaboration part that we do. I think we all. Um, bring different like even though like sometimes we nail it when we all say Nirvana for for that one for eighteen fevers or or, yeah. or um you know but I also like I also like I'm I'm able to say like hey you know um the amigo the devil like the, that that song it's not your thing it's yeah. just not, it's you know it's beautiful song it's just it just I couldn't get on board with with the writing so I mean. That's the beauty of this, right? So we're not. It's not like it's not like some podcasts out there that just shit on things, yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, everyone like people put a lot of fucking work into making music, you know, making what they're doing. So if if I I had to be sure that with me coming at Amigo the Devil the way I did, that I had to like explain what I do like about it, you know, and then yeah. what I do like, like I said, there is an album of his that I like. Um, but like, yeah, some of it, some of it just a little too much for me for personal reasons. And that's okay. That is okay. So before we go, I'm going to plug something real quick. So it goes on everybody's podcast because <laughs> I'm an asshole like that. Um, no, do it. So this comes out beginning of February. So it had already started. If you head to getpunk.com, you'll be able to pre-order Michael Caine in the morning after's, uh, newest album. It comes out in April that you pre-order it. You can pre-order it starting February 1st, and uh, their new LP, it's, it is phenomenal. You guys, everyone's going to enjoy it. Um, I'm telling you, like this band, everything they do, the next thing they do is just, I'm, it's just better and better and better. Um, the new album's called Broken, or Broke But Not Broken. I'm sorry. The new album's called Broke But Not Broken. You can pre-order it now at getpunk.com. And you can go buy the singles on Bandcamp. Yes, mm-hmm. and buy the singles on Bandcamp. So, um, I'm hoping to I'm hoping to do a lot lot of help with them with getting the pre orders out there. You know, so the morning afters rip. They do They're great for sure, dude. Fantastic. So, and that's how I met Jeff yeah, was like because that. of Michael Kane. Oh, nice. I said, Mike. Is I, that really? Kinda. Well, you posted a, a or he reposted something of your of the of a video you took of him at. At the lol, at a lol, like acoustic show or something. Oh, and I said, "Oh, okay. who, who's cool. this gentleman?" And then I saw Dirty Decibels podcast, and I listened to it, and I was like, "I was like, Mike, I want to talk to this guy, but I don't. I think he's going to hate me because our podcasts are similar." And, and, <laughs> and I, I, this is a, listen. I do. I, I fucking freak out. Like you think it's all. You think I'm like. Trevor, fuck, your podcast is light years dude, better than mine. Dude, you think even... you you think I'm like smooth criminal when I get these guests on, but I'm always like. Hey Mike, uh, yeah, you think this Jeff guy is gonna like hate my guts and tell me to fuck off because of my podcast? <laughs> and he was like, "What? No, he's he's awesome. Good talk." I'm like, "I really like his podcast, but it sounds like mine." And and I, I think I don't know. I just don't want him to hate me because of that. <laughs> that's how that's how it all started, Jeff. 
Michael so Caine. So much better than mine. No, stop it. It is not. It is not. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, that's it for this month, guys. Uh, everyone, shout out your podcast. Go, Jeff. 30 decibels, 30 decibels cast.com, anchor.fm slash 30 decibels, Apple and Spotify. Coming back nice. soon. Coming back soon. Yes. Uh, punk as folk on YouTube. But I mean, you're better off just following me on Instagram because I don't do anything. Actually, no, that's not true. I have some stuff lined up and I'm working on another project. So follow me on Instagram for updates. What's your Instagram? Punk A folk because some other asshole stole punk as folk. So follow me on Instagram so I can get verified and I'll just fucking steal theirs. I, I don't know how any of that works. I don't know if that's the thing do. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on a bunch of different podcasts on the network at bicbp-radio.com. Uh, just go look for me. I have too many to name. And I am Trev Allen, the struggling artist. You can find me at struggling, the Struggling Artist Podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to the Struggling Podcast TSA Buzzsprout.com. It's my director. Um, some big things in the works coming out, and uh, we're all going to be part of it. I hope. Let's do it. Woo-woo. All right. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>